0: Hello, and welcome to Dad Educates Daughter Series 4, Episode 1, Male Solarists. So, hello Rebecca.
1: Hello Dad. We go again?
0: Yeah, we do, and it's um, a new series and a new genre. Well, not even genre, totally new. We've gone from group spans to, to the male solarists.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it, do you know what, listening this week I, I had to keep reminding myself that it was Soloist Because when I was writing my notes I kept going them And I was like no, he Not they, he yeah. It's not It's not too different It's just I think I've not got a whole band To look at, it's just one person And I keep waiting for other people to arrive um, <laughs> The videos were a bit different This time um, mm-hmm. Because you've only got focus on one person.
2: Yeah.
1: And I noticed soloists, or I don't know if it's just this week, not all of them, but they sing more heartfelt songs, like they're about someone or something. Like there's more, like you can, in the lyrics, there's a depth in the meaning more than a band, I noticed. I think it's because you've got just that one person, haven't you? They've got to yeah. give something. Whereas a band, you've got the talent of a drummer and a guitarist behind you, so it doesn't. All, it could just be a bit of fun, it's, yeah, you can tell the difference with that. Uh-huh.
0: Mm. So um, before we move on, well, first of all, I'll tell you who you. Just remind everyone who you had. So you had the uh, the the biggest. Mm. Recording soloist male in the UK, or at least um the most successful should I say, um in Shakin Stevens?
3: Mm-hmm. And then you had
0: Tom Petty, John Waite, Matthew Wilder, and Bobby McFerrin. So how many number ones, if any, do you think you had?
1: Well, they're all gonna come from Shaking Stevens, aren't they? Because if anyone else had a number one. I would assume they would have had at least one more hit. Like, I just can't see Tom, John, John, Matthew or Bobby having a number one. Like, I can't see it. So I've gone with three, and they're all from Shakin' Stevens. And before I tell you what songs I've gone for with Shakin' Stevens, I've realised something. So when we do our good old episodes where the tables are turned, you always tend to get quite a few number ones right. I think it's easier for you to guess number ones because, one, it's more recent and, two, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's easier for you, whereas me, I'm like, I don't know, because you 80s people, God knows, because you're putting the weirdest people as a number one sometimes. So, I don't know. A really good song could come in at number 12. like So, I just – and, obviously, it's done different as well. You lot have to physically go out and buy things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I've gone with three.
2: Okay. And I've gone with
1: Oh Julie, I'll Be Satisfied, and Lipstick Powder and Paint, because I don't think his Christmas song was the number one. Okay. But yeah, I went with those.
0: So, Shaking Stevens and the others, between them, had four. Number ones
1: Well then there's just going to be an extra one From Shaking Stevens They're all (laughs) going to be from him But you can't tell me he's had I had nearly 30 songs To listen to from him You can't tell me That he's got like two number ones And randomly Someone else I've listened to this week Was a one-hit wonder with a number one With nothing else
0: Okay, you had 34 songs So you did have exactly 30 songs From Shaking Stevens but then I did give you an extra one.
1: I had 35 then.
0: So you had
3: 35. Yeah. Tops. Okay. So we'll start with Shaking Stevens.
1: Yes, we shall. He has taken up a lot of my time. I think it's the most I've ever listened to of an artist, haven't I? I don't think I've ever listened to a band this Quite big. Possibly.
2: Mm.
1: Um,
3: That's a lot of top 40 hits in that he had
1: yeah in just the 80s
3: yeah you had one song
0: from the 90s of his the last one wow
1: all right shaking stevens then when i've ever heard of shaking stevens i thought it was a band so it weren't until obviously you give me now that i realized he was just one man um i agree and i can see what you mean that he like wanted to be elvis like he does look like him, but also it's like a cheap version of him. He even does like the similar dance moves. His music is definitely like got a 50s, sixties feel about it. Um, so he's definitely got a big influence from that era. Um, I've gone with blues slash rock. Um he I think most of his hits were because of who he took his inspiration from as well. And a lot, a few of his songs reminded me of like Grease I feel like they could have been on the Grease soundtrack um, and you know I said before that they sing heartfelt songs yeah. well Shaken Stevens does sing about like random things but he swings it around to be about someone like Green Door and like watching the video he literally is singing by a green door the whole time it's so- yeah yeah um, he can really get you moving though like he found he literally found what the type of music he wanted to get out and stuck with it and it does it obviously did him good like he found that good thing but like i say it's a big inspiration from elvis and he doesn't i know it's only like a decade but it, he doesn't seem to age but at the same time he looks old i don't i can't put the finger on it he's like i don't i can't i don't know i can't work out how old he is or anything. Because like it looks young but old at the same time. um, And with, like, the videos, I guess, like, as a soloist, you can only do so much because it's just a camera following you around. So there weren't much to say with the videos. They kind of, like, he's always dancing. He loves a little dance. um, And he's just being followed around always in, like, a house or on location somewhere. um. But, yeah, there weren't much stuck out on videos, apart from, like, green doorsing singing to a green door. um. And I looked looked him up because I wanted to see what it. Because I was like, I can't put an age on him. I wanted to see what he looked like now. As he's got older, he looks a bit like Paul McCartney, you know. So Mm -hmm. I just I think he's like what are they called like a a more not a more they like morph into people like a body shapeshifter. I think he's one of them. He just decides to look like whoever he feels like at the time. Um. But no, there was a lot. And can I just clarify as well, when you've sent me the EP, I was listening to Josephine off the EP, weren't I?
3: Yeah. Yes. So Shakin' Stevens was
0: born Michael Barrett. He's from Cardiff in Wales. He's been active in the music business since
3: 1968.
1: Years old. But he don't look
0: old.
3: And um, his genre is classed as rock
0: and roll stroke rockability.
1: Uh, rock and roll. What's the rockability one again?
0: Um, stray Cats. Mm-hmm.
1: Rockability. Yes. yes. I do remember we've had some?
3: Yeah. I've just looked. He's 75. So in the
1: 80s he been in his 30s.
3: So he was born in 1948. So he was 20 when he first got into the music business in 1968. Yeah. He didn't ever actually,
0: as a soloist, he went solo in nine, in the well, late 70s and obviously had his first hit in the 80s.
1: So he started off in a band?
0: He did, which I'll come to. So as a teenager... Michael formed his first amateur rock and roll band with school friends. Originally, they called themselves Olympics. Then they called themselves the Cossacks. And then finally, they went as the Denims. And they performed gigs locally around Cardiff and South Wales. Right.
1: Um,
0: In the late 1960s, Michael's occupation was a milkman. And then he was an upholsterer. So
2: there
0: you go. So Barrett then joined another Welsh band um, based uh, in Penarth called Backbeats. And he joined as lead singer. And was while with the band that they were advised to rebrand themselves as they had formed originally in 1958 and now had a new lead singer. So... was at this time michael barrett took the stage name of shaking stevens and the band renamed themselves as shaking stevens and the sunsets
1: wow so they really rebranded themselves all around shaking stevens
3: yeah Yeah. uh they even got to support the rolling
0: stones on a gig or tour Yeah, I think it was like, a yeah, I think it from what I remember, it was Rolling Stones were in South Wales and they supported them on that leg of the. Oh, rather yeah, than yeah. they followed them. Well, they didn't I follow them, like, yeah.
2: them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, despite landing a record contract, recording contract with Parlophone Records, and releasing an album called A Legend, the band found success hard to come by, and many of the Sunsets' records with Stevens have become collector's items with a copy of their single, Honey Don't, which was released in 1973, selling at auction for over £340. Bear oh, in mind, you'd to probably bought it back then for 25p.
2: Yeah. If that. Yeah. Wow.
0: The Sunset's Steel Tour today and are currently fronted by Levi Barrett, shaking Stevens nephew.
2: Hang on,
1: so they're well old. Fronted by this young lad.
3: Yeah. But then the so sunsets cool. might
0: not be the original sunsets.
1: Yeah, they might all be nephews and they might yeah.
0: So That's in like... 1977, Shaky had been spotted while playing a gig with the Sunsets, and was asked to audition for the upcoming musical Elvis. Oh! Stevens got the part playing Elvis in his prime, as three actors played Elvis. Right. You had the early Elvis, the, the formative Elvis. And then which was the Army and Film Star years and finally the Las Vegas Elvis.
1: Yes, okay. That's quite cool. So
0: that this sense. got Shaken Stevens regular TV appearances, including on a thirty week long series Let's Rock, which led to Stevens having his first major chart success with Hot Dog.
1: So is that an Elvis Presley song?
0: I think job? it must be, yes. I was, funny enough, bad, bad um of me, because I was remember when I wrote I was meant to go and have a look and then completely forgot to have a look. Um so I, I mean it
2: would
3: it make sense if it was, wouldn't it? I thought oh, or was it I went to have a look and I couldn't. It wouldn't wouldn't actually because it wasn't really uh a... Yeah, no I... It actually is
0: his So the songwriters were Buck Owens and Denny Dedman Um, So It wasn't necessarily A uh, Elvis track Ah. But it obviously Whether it came from The Elvis musical But then why would they play a song That wasn't from that I think it was just he released Maybe
1: he released it because he'd had All of the success with the musical His song then, and like it does have the same, like it's it's definitely influenced, isn't it? So people would have been intrigued or wanting to get it because of Elvis, anyway.
0: So in late 1979, Stevens signed a management deal with Freya Miller, who advised Stevens to leave the Sunsets and start a more lucrative solo career. So under Miller's management, Stevens scored his first solo hit with This Old House and became a successful commercial artist. Shakey has had 20 studio albums, with three of those being top 10. 1981's Shakey reached number one in the album charts, as well as having 14 top 10 singles including four number ones
1: that's it told you they would all be from him
0: since the 1990s stevens has only released 15 singles with little success his seasonal hit merry christmas everyone is ensured an annual return to the charts for shaky so because of downloads yeah. It's always going to be downloaded, and nine times out of ten, he still appears in the charts, even though he's not released it. Yeah, Shaking Stevens still tours with his last tour happening in 2019, and in 2020, a 19 CD compilation book pack was released.
1: 19 CDs,
3: yeah, well, i mean, had 20 I albums.
1: Around, <laughs> Blooming eh? like, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. A, a book pack, of course, you're going to call it that.
3: But it's got a little autobiography bi- bi- with it and all. So, just remind me where you thought the number ones were.
1: Um, oh, Julie, I'll Be Satisfied, lipstick, powder, and paint.
3: Okay. Any ideas what the other ones?
1: Yeah, so I'd say the other one mm, might be, like, oh, maybe a little boogie-woogie.
3: Okay, let's run through. Yes,
1: You know, none of those that I've said are my... I, oh, yeah, I'll uh, pre-warn you. I think I've got, like, three favourites. I couldn't pick mm. a favourite. One, mm. two, two
0: favourites. Okay. But yeah, none
1: of the ones that I said are, my, are, are a favourite.
0: Okay, well, maybe one of your favourites are the number one.
2: We'll
0: see. We'll see. Okay, so it might take a while. We've got a lot. So, <laughs> 1980, Hot Dog, which we've already spoke about, that got to number 24.
1: Okay, this is catchy. It's got some good instrumentals. I've gone short and sweet with what I thought about them <laughs> because there's a lot. <laughs>
0: OK, 1980 still, Marie Marie got to number 19.
1: OK, hey, this has got repetitive lyrics, but it really gets you moving. A lot of his songs do that, like get you up and moving. I like that them. OK,
0: 1981, This Old House got to number
1: one. Oh, OK, yeah, I, I agree with that. I like that one. This one's really good, but it's so random. Like, if you listen to the lyrics, it's just... Talking about it's, it's literally singing about a house. It's such a random but, thing to sing about. But yeah, yeah, I can see why people liked it. Like it has got good like good sounds to it and it's you know it's I still remember
0: committed. it. I can remember it when it comes well not when it came out, but I remember it listening to it on the radio as it would have been then. Yeah.
1: Uh, it is a good one. Okay, I'll let that one off.
3: Nineteen eighty one. You drive me crazy was a top 10 hit
2: mm-hmm.
0: got inside the top five probably on the back of this old house but
2: yeah yeah
0: you drive me crazy in 1981 got to number
1: two. Oh, this was my first favorite yeah. it doesn't sound like an 80s song at all and i think that's the thing with shaking stevens like it puts you in a different decade, which is why I think it works. Like it took a lot of people back, gave them a bit of something different with all the music that was happening in the eighties. I just loved the song. I remember listening to it in the car, like this is great. And then when I like re, I think I listened to it about three times, but it stuck with me. And every time I listened to it, I really like it again. So yeah, this this was a favourite. I'll take two. Okay. Still in
0: nineteen eighty one, Green Door, also <laughs> top ten. Also, top five. Green Door in 1981 gave Shaking
3: Stevens his second number one.
1: So, people like when he sings about random things then. <laughs> a house, a door. Like I have no idea why we're singing about a green door. Um, but it was a very upbeat song and it had these really nice piano sounds in there. So I really enjoyed that. But, okay, now I'm really intrigued to see where the others are. What other random songs we got?
3: 1981 still.
0: It's Raining was also a top ten hit for Shaking Stevens. He's got them all
1: at the beginning, hasn't he?
0: And that came in at number ten.
1: Okay. So this was his first sad one. It fell in the background a bit for me. It is beautiful, but it didn't give that upbeat wanting to move, you know, Vibe
0: to it okay, so we come into 1982 now with a song that you thought was number one, yeah. Old oh, Julie. It was, I can tell you, a top 10 hit. Okay, it did get into the top five.
1: Okay, so at least I've picked a big high one.
0: So, Old Julie in
3: 1982 got to number one, I picked a number one. Yep. Oh, look at me.
1: It's a, like, it's, I just think it's a really good song. He does something different with his voice, and I think it just brings a different element to his music. Like, it's, I don't know, like you can really sing to it, and it's fast paced. It just had that something that draws you into it, especially after it's raining. 1982,
3: uh. Shirley, another top 10 hit. Number six. Okay.
1: This, I nearly, mean, with that, because Shirley came after O'Julie, I was like, oh, God, he's singing about loads of women now. Um, but Shirley's just very repetitive, to be honest. Right. Okay. Still
0: in 1982, Give Me Your Heart Tonight. This was not a number 10, top 10 hit, because it became in at number 11.
1: Oh, Okay. It's got a different feel to it. Like there's different instruments now. Obviously, I'm not very good with sounds, so I can't tell you what specific instruments. But it, it's not. It's very out of place with all the other songs that he's had so far.
0: So then we have 1982 again. I'll be satisfied. Another one you thought would be number one. I can tell you it was in the top ten. Number ten.
1: Alright, it's a party song It's feel good and it, get, it All I wanted to do was dance to it That could be played at a party It's great Still
3: 1982 in the Shaking Stevens EP Now I gave you
0: Josephine Of the record off of this I, I don't know which It's hard with an EP to know what yeah. The reason people buy an EP yeah. um, mm-hmm. But the EP itself Got to number 2
1: Okay. So Josephine itself was like another party vibe, very upbeat. And I don't know, did you look at like what other songs were on the EP? I
0: did. Yeah, I can't remember, if, but that's obviously so I looked when, to see what was on it and
1: Yeah. So when I looked and like cuz I had to type it in to find it, um I couldn't find like the separate songs on Spotify, so I did it on YouTube and like when they came up, the other three songs were listed as covers and uh, one of them I did give you the was right actually one elvis it was like a, was it blue christmas blue christmas is that yes it?
0: that does ring a bell actually yes
1: yeah, that was on there so you giving me josephine i assumed you gave it to me because it's the only one that was by him the other three songs on there were a cover and i was like uh-huh. oh that's interesting so yeah uh-huh. uh 1983
0: now it's late also, just outside the top 10 at number 11.
1: Okay, this one had a. I'm begging you, give me some sort of country music, because like, I really want it. But this one had a more country sound to it. Like, it was like a rock country vibe. It was quite nice, that little, like, little spin on it. Mm, I enjoyed that one.
0: 1983, Cry Just a Little Bit.
3: Number 3.
1: Okay, this one was very catchy and it changed it with a little bit of a pop sound, Mm -hmm. I thought. Hmm.
3: 1984, Rockin' A Rockin' Good Way. That also was inside
0: the top ten and just Mm -hmm. got into the top five at number five.
1: Okay, so this is a duet. Who's Bonnie Tyler?
0: Oh, Bonnie Tyler... Yeah I, reckon I think, yeah, yeah, I can't think, yeah, yeah, you'll have her in the women's, but I can't think of her, I, off the top of my head now, I've seen her at Rewind, and I can't oh. think of her, can't think of her, um, song. okay.
1: She's known well, for her main song.
0: song, but, um, yeah.
1: Well, that song's with her, it was a nice
3: duet, but it just didn't have much to it.
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
3: Um, I'm just quickly, uh.
2: Total Lips of the Heart.
3: No. Oh, was, oh, That's come got up me now. Way. Might be right, cause like that. Oh, cause I always get her. You, yeah, was Yes, eclipse. total eclipse of the heart. Yes,
2: yeah.
0: I was going to say I always get her muddled up with the one who sang with Elaine Paige, uh, Barbara Dickinson. Uh, uh, okay. So yeah, but total eclipse of the heart.
3: That's the one. Okay. Holding out for a hero is the other one. Don't know that one. Um so
0: eighty-four we're still on. A love worth waiting for. Also inside the top ten. Also inside the top five. A Love Worth worth waiting for in nineteen eighty-four. Got to number two. Ooh,
1: okay. It was very calm in this one. There weren't much else to say about it apart from it's it just
3: like a calm calming presence of a song. 1984 still A letter to you Also a top 10 hit At number 10
2: Okay this is
1: my second favourite Um, It's catchy It's memorable It really gets you moving There's just something about this Again (coughs) Whenever I went back to it I was just like Yeah I really like this one Let's play it again So that Yeah I like that one Okay
2: 1984
3: Teardrops. Also a top ten hit.
0: Also in the top five. At number five.
1: Okay. This one was quite authentic, like very raw, stripped it all back and showed his singing rather than like a singing like Elvis and like the way he sings, it was more just singing. It it was a beautiful, beautifully put together song.
0: 1985, Breaking Up My Heart. Was
3: not a top 10 hit. It got to number 14.
1: Okay, this one
3: really gets you moving. It's just feel good. 1985, lipstick, powder and
0: paint. You thought it might be a number one. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even in the top 10.
1: Stop, really?
0: Number 11.
1: Oh, I mean, that's only just out, isn't it? Um it's just very Elvis feeling that's why I thought it would be a top 10 uh, a top uh, why I thought it would be a number 1 because it's got that Elvis feel about it I thought people would be like raving for it I liked it So
3: 1985 Merry Christmas everyone He
0: delayed releasing this
1: I remember now Of course he was going to release it in I
0: 1984 but Band Aid came along, which he was yeah. part of, and obviously it had Do They Know It's Christmas? So he delayed releasing it.
1: I remember this. And now. when he
0: released it, it got inside the top 10.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not only that, it got inside the top five.
2: Yeah. Merry did.
0: Christmas, everyone, was 1985's Christmas number one.
1: And do you know what, right? I was going to say, like, I think about three songs ago because I saw Merry Christmas come on my screen and it triggered me for a split second to be like, that did get to number one because he didn't release it straight away. It triggered me. Everything came back and I wish I said it. Oh, well annoyed. (laughs) Well annoyed. Cause who was it that re- was it Wham that released it the same year as yes. Band So we had the whole conversation of whether they might have got Christmas number one yeah. if they did what Shaking Stevens did. For God's
0: sake. And Frankie I S. Hollywood really released theirs early. They yes, had the number maybe, one yeah. the week before, yeah. but didn't have the Christmas number one. But at least yeah. Power Love got to number oh, one. Yeah.
1: Yes. I remember it all now so annoyed with myself why didn't i remember that
0: and it's a very good christmas song
1: oh yeah sorry it's a fantastic song feel good catch it. it's one of my favorite christmas songs i put it on every year okay
0: 1986 turning away was not in a top 10 it was number 15
1: oh okay yeah this one really wants me to get up and move like i was head bopping to this one it's a great song
0: 1986, Because I Love You, also not in the top 10, number 14.
1: See, this is is his slowest song yet. It's a big change compared to the one
3: before. Very different, but it's still nice. Just, yeah, a bit different from the upbeatness. Okay. 1987. One that you thought could be a number
0: one. We now know it isn't. Now it's not. Yeah. A little boogie woogie in the back of my mind was not in the top ten. It got to number 12.
1: Okay. See, this one I went out on a whim. So it's got a different sound to it. So I thought maybe people might be raving for the sound that he's changed into. Like I can't put my finger on what he's done, but he's changed from like his settled in... Um, like Elvis vibes, um, but no, it's really good, it's fast paced. I enjoyed it. Uh,
0: 1987, Come See About Me wasn't even in the top 20. Number
3: 24,
1: yeah, I agree with that. This one's a background song, it's calming, but it's just a bit there's not much there for it. Okay, still
3: 1987.
0: What do you want to make those eyes at me for? Was in the top ten. It was also in the top five. Oh, it got to number five.
1: Okay, I've had a big fan of this one. It's just got the same tone throughout, really. It's not got any like ups and downs or anything. And how long is the blooming song title as well? That like, is just
0: a
2: bit much, <laughs> isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, 1988, fill the need in me, was not in the top 20. Got to number 26. Oh,
1: Where's well, this one I really like? It's a head bopper. I like his voice in it. Like I really enjoyed that one. See you 80s people. Uh,
0: 1988, true
3: love. Again, not in the top 20. Number twenty
2: three. See, this
1: one's like a proper love song, like a strip back. It's beautiful.
0: I think it's just where music's now changing. You've got a different mm. audience buying the records. That's true. Like we've come. You're still getting in the top 40 in the top thirty, like but it's, it's not the music that people are buying now or want to be associated yeah. with.
1: He's like made yeah. his mark where he is, though, isn't yeah. he? Yeah.
0: Um, 1989, Love Attack. Again, not in the top twenty, but was in the top thirty, just at number twenty-eight.
1: Okay, it's calming. It's still got that upbeat feel to it.
0: And then, lastly, we go into the 1990s. In 1990, with I Might, and it got him back inside the top twenty at number eighteen.
1: Oh, this one's a good one to end on. I enjoyed ending on. With him, that was good, and just before we move on as well, even though I've had all those songs, I didn't get to the point where I was like, Oh my god, am I ending Shaken Stevens yet? Like, you know, like when I've had loads from others, mm-hmm. I've been like, oh, Is it the end? Yet? I've listened to their old discography. Um, I didn't really get that with him, but I think because it's so upbeat and there weren't like loads of changes and everything like he found what he wanted to do stuck with it did it and obviously got him out was very successful so yeah i didn't really get bored of listening to him i will put him down as it. a
0: hit now shall i then
1: i don't know <laughs> <go>?
0: <laughs> okay moving
3: <laughs> on to tom petty who we have come across already have we yes we have because i wrote down the heartbreakers yeah? Am I right? Well, we didn't have... We didn't know... because no, we didn't have
1: the heartbreakers, but
3: no.
0: you mentioned
1: the heartbreakers. Yes. Because yes. I wrote down, why have I heard of the heartbreakers? Yeah. And I knew I hadn't done them. Okay, so it's not to do the heartbreakers. It's someone that I've had them. But the heartbreakers was in my head. Because yeah. they kept coming up. Like, literally, it would be... I'd type it into YouTube and it'd be Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And I just kept being like, the Heartbreakers, I recognise the Heartbreakers. But OK, I don't know where he's come from then, to before the Heartbreakers or whatever. But I was like, mate, is this like a Gary Newman thing? You know, Gary Newman and the Tubeway Army. I feel like he went that way with the Heartbreakers. Um, I'm guessing he's the blonde one. And he loves a hat. I love his it. little style with a hat. You know, oh, he's quite cute, isn't he? Um, I don't understand why I didn't get any more hits after I went back down. Um, I listened to two more, and I shocked myself because I listened to Free Falling. I know that song, so why weren't that a hit? Um... I can't of the tune it goes now, and I don't want to embarrass myself. But I know that song, so unless anyone's covered it, but I knew that the version that I was listening to. So I listened to that, and that proper grabs your attention. It's quite a chilled out song, but it really gets you. And then I listened to Learning to Fly, um, and that was a bit of a disappointment because I was waiting for more, and there weren't a change in the chorus or anything. So that was a bit bit annoying. Um, And I went with rock, country rock. Also, I'd like to point out his songs are quite comforting. Like they're quite nice because they're not up. Beat upbeat, they're quite they've got a chilled tone to them.
3: So, um, I could have given you free falling. So, it was number one in US rock chart, okay.
1: where'd it go? And number
3: here? seven on the
0: Billboard Hot 100.
1: But what about over here?
0: But over here, it was number 59.
1: Hi. That's a well yeah. good song. And out of the three that I listened to, obviously you gave me a weight back down. I've done listened to Free Falling and Learning to Fly. Free Falling's my favourite. Yes, um, I already that, that
0: was in
2: 1989.
0: Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Learning to Fly yeah. got to number 28 on the Billboard Hot 100. And it got to number one on the Billboard Rock Mainstream rock chart So
1: he's definitely rock then
0: Yep Um, But he got to number 46 over here
1: That's not too bad But I mean it is out on it Wow Okay Well I listened to those two As extras
0: He did have a top 40 hit With um In the 1990s which I
3: didn't give you as well Um which was, um, where's it gone? I just saw it. Uh, too Good to Be True,
1: 1992.
0: Didn't even see that one when I typed his oh, name yeah. then. Okay. So, Tom Petty um, was from, is from, or well, was from Florida in America. Okay. Uh, um, so that
2: was... might
1: explain why he's not had hits over here then
0: yes he was active from 1976 okay he is a rock country rock artist
2: i got that right
0: so there you go so tom petty is from florida usa and was the lead vocalist and guitarist of the rock band tom petty and the heartbreakers which were formed in 1976 The band had many hits in the US including three number ones on the Billboard Rock Chart, The Waiting in 1981, You Got Lucky in 1982 and Jammin' Me in 1987. In 1985, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers performed at Live Aid playing four songs at the Philadelphia concert. In 1988, Tom Petty, along with George Harrison from the Beatles, yeah. Bob Dylan, Rob Orbison, and Jeff Lynne from the ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, formed yeah. the super group Travelling Wilburys.
3: So yeah, would have, really no that I, have
2: there you
0: that. Go. I
1: did recognise the Heartbreakers. So, that's uh, so the
3: Heartbreakers
0: were pre nineteen eighties, really, yes, and exactly. also um, they didn't have any real hits over here. It wasn't until yeah. he joined the suit, the Traveling Wilburys, he then got the 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 recognition, Um and then it, that's when he went solo because that sort of um, boosted his career was joining the Traveling Wilburys. Um, so in nineteen eighty nine, Petty released his first solo album, Full Moon Fever while also recording Travelling Wilbury's second album. And while on tour, Petty incorporated Travelling Wilbury songs into his own live shows.
1: Wow, so he really took them... He kept them. He
0: obviously realised that 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 I mean, obviously yeah. it was, a, it was he, back then. It was a supergroup, and it had someone from the Beatles in it, you know, and Roy Orbison and Jeff Lynn, they were big names. He, Bob Dylan he kept
1: it alive, and
0: so it helped him.
1: What helped him? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, in 1991, Petty and the Heartbreakers reformed, and in 1990, Petty and the Heartbreakers received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In December 2001, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then on January the 19th, 2018, Tom Petty died aged 66 from an accidental drugs overdose. His death came 1 week after the end of the Heartbreakers 40th anniversary tour in 2017. So, literally, the tour just ended to recognise 40
3: years. He's and obviously
1: then celebrated a bit then,
3: too
1: much. Yeah. Um, so, basically, he was with the Heartbreakers, then he did yeah. the supergroup, then he, like, yeah. went solo, but then he yeah. carried on with the Heartbreakers. So, really, he is like a Gary Newman, because he's, like, a soloist, but still got his band.
0: Well, yeah, but Gary Newman is just soloist now. He's not he's never. Yeah, gone back.
1: no, he's not. No, that's true. But he. I got mean, Tom to Petty was a
0: bit like, um, I don't know. Uh, well, Freddie Mercury did it. Freddie actually, it's. I mean, Freddie Mercury didn't do another group. He was with Queen. He then went solo, and then went back to Queen.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that. So, yeah. But like, he had
0: this super group in between, which is what
1: pretty what much him out to be, boosted him to be so, a, as, yeah and so that means he could could go back to the band because he's got his name like he's a household name now yeah yeah so he weren't a soloist for very long was he
0: um well he had he had three solo albums he had full moon fever in 1989 um which um, had those songs on that you listened to? So if you liked him, that'd be the album you'd go out and buy, in a sense, because okay, yeah, yeah. that had Free Fall in, that had um, uh, didn't have this one no, on it, no. Uh, no, Learning to Fly actually was on um, Into the Great Wide Open. Oh, okay. Which, um, I haven't even got listed. So he had three three solo albums: three, Full Moon Fever in 1989. Wild Flowers in 1994 and Highway Companion in 2006.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, he had a quite a long span as a soloist.
0: So, yes. So, um, one hit as far as being a soloist over in the UK.
1: Yep.
0: Which was 1989's I Won't Back
3: Down. Mm-hmm. It didn't even get into the top 20. Oh. Number
1: oh, really twenty-eight. Tried. Oh, he really tried, bless him, didn't he? He really wanted to make something of himself. He's better in a band.
0: Oh well, oh, I've, I've, I've been rec- okay in America.
1: Oh yeah, but he didn't really make it globally, did he? Bless him. Um, I recognised it. It's sing along, and I love how it goes up in the chorus. I love a bit of that.
0: Uh, okay short and sweet on to john white
1: yes so he's very 80s looking very rock and roll he likes a hat as well i like these people with hats apparently i like people in hats at the minute um his videos tell a story like it not a story that it like really tells the song like it uses the lyrics tell like goes along with the song um he i've gone with pop rock Uh he's got a good voice it's got a bit of a husky tone to it he, his songs sound quite similar to one another and considering I've had like 30 shaking Stephen songs John wait, I was kind of like there's there's nothing different like and I only listened to three you gave me two I listened to one more um and they sound quite similar like it was kind of like okay I get it cool what else are we gonna do um and So I listened to Restless Heart as an extra one. That's got good lyrics, good tone. It's a bit more of a moving song. Um, And when I was looking him up, just like Tom Petty, where the Heartbreakers kept coming up, with John Waite, was he anything to do with a band called The Babies? Because that kept coming up?
3: He may have been. Okay.
0: So John Waite... He's from Lancaster in England. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been active as a musician since 1975. And he is mainly known for pop, rock and country.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So Waite started his career as the lead singer and bassist of rock band The Babies.
1: Right. Okay, that's why they kept coming up. I was going to listen to a song by them, but...
3: Well, they had two hits, Isn't It Time, in
0: 1977, and Every Time I Think of You, in 1979, and both songs charted on the US Billboard Hot 100 at number 13. Both uh, of them.
1: Well, the first one that you said, Isn't It Time, I recognised that, I was going to listen to it, and like, I started listening to it, and I was like, I can't see John Waite anywhere in here. It. it was quite chaotic, so I stopped. Yeah. So I didn't listen to it, because I was intrigued by the babies keep coming up.
0: So the band disbanded in October 1980 and in 1982, Waite launched his solo career with his debut album Ignition, which saw lead single Change chart at number 16 on the US Billboard rock chart, although it failed to chart on the Hot 100. Right. Okay, and it didn't chart over here, which is why I didn't give you it originally, but then I added it on because I thought you didn't have enough songs other than Shaking Stevens. And as it was a hit, and I should have probably done the same with Tom Petty if I'd looked into it a bit more.
1: At least, but the good thing is, I do go out and listen to other songs. So good. Yeah. In
0: 1984, Wait released his second album, No Breaks, which went to number one on the Billboard Hot 200 album chart, while lead single Missing You went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart.
1: Considering he's British, he's done well out there with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ironically, it knocked off What's Love Got To Do With It by Tina Turner. And for that reason, Tina Turner released a version of Waite's song herself in 1996, which peaked at number 84 on the Billboard 100.
1: (laughs) That's really petty, but also amazing. I I love that she did that, but it didn't go to plan, did it?
0: Clearly not. Waite's original version was an international hit, reaching number one in Canada, as well as being a top 10 hit in Australia and top 20 in Switzerland and New Zealand. It was also number one on the US Billboard Mainstream Rock chart.
1: So that's really done things. But then it's weird he didn't... That's the only hit he's had over mm. it. In
0: 1988, Waite joined his former Baby's bandmate along with members of Journey, to form supergroup Bad English. In 1989, their ballad, When I See You Smile, went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart while their album, Bad English, sold two
3: million copies and went platinum. Wow. So... How did Missing You in
0: 1984
1: do in the UK? Well, it ran a number one, and I don't think it could have done that well, because then he had nothing else.
3: It got
0: inside the top ten.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe it did.
0: It got to number nine. All right. He also also re-released it in 1993,
3: and it got to number 56.
1: Oh shouldn't have re-released it um the only thing with this so out of the ones that i've listened to of these change was my favorite um change was very like upbeat and a bit more me whereas missing you i'm waiting for it to just have that kick in like a bit more to it it's very passionate though like you can tell like he really does enjoy singing and he's just he's doing it because he wants to do it not because He's got to do it, or whatever. Like he actually enjoys singing. You can hear it in his voice.
3: Okay, Matthew Wilder, well, we'll talk about now.
1: Yes, right. I could not guess the genre. I, I honestly no idea. So I listened to the kid's American and bouncing off the walls as well. Right, but I was very disappointed because mm-hmm. break my stride. I've heard that and is break my stride, you know, when what was it, Caribbean not
0: stride. Caribbean Queen was, it? Yeah.
1: was, yeah, you know, the one that I didn't think it said what it, it's called, cool. like I didn't think it said Caribbean Queen. Um, is break my style another one, break my stride, another one of them? I feel like that you played that in the car when you were when we were mishearing lyrics of some 80s it may
0: well have been may well have been i don't know i can't remember
1: like because you can't always hear like you can't understand what you're saying constantly Uh, um i love his like little unique voice and the reason i say i was disappointed was because the kids american and bounce off the walls didn't have that uniqueness to it, it made me really sad the kids american was really upbeat And Bouncing Off the Walls just had a lot going on. Like, they weren't bad songs. I was just like, this isn't Break My Stride. So with Matthew Wilder, I can kind of see why he didn't have any more. Um, But, yeah, he, like, you know, very distinctive voice. um, And I just think he should have made more songs with that distinct voice. Um, Not too much to go on, to be honest. And, like, with his style as well, I just think he's probably known for his curls. Like, there weren't anything that stuck out. He's
0: just you know, okay. someone that's happy go lucky doing this thing. So, uh, Break My Stride, I've just looked, that was his first hit. Um, so just so you know, that was in 1983. Right. Um, although it wasn't right. a hit in the UK until 1984. Um, okay. the, the Kids American was released in 1984, that got to number 33 on the US Billboard Hot 100, and right. it got to number 40 on the US. Uh, cashbox. Cash? Um yeah. Um it's an American industry trade magazine chart. There we oh. go. Um so I'll ignore that one. So yeah, it got to number 33 on the US um Billboard. billboard. Um over here we got to number 93.
1: Okay, yeah, not that great. And in
0: 1985 bouncing off the walls, that got to number 52 in the US pop 100 and it either didn't chart or it wasn't released over here
1: oh,
3: okay
0: I'm with you. okay Yep. so matthew wilder is from new york city in the u.s
3: mm-hmm. he's been
0: active in the music business since 1972 mm-hmm. and he is known for synth pop new wave songs
1: yeah i didn't get that at all
0: nah Wilder was originally one half of Greenwich Village folk rock group um, known as Matthew and Peter in the 1970s. In 1983, Wilder released his first solo album, I Don't Speak the Language, which reached number 49 on the Billboard Hot 200, so the album chart. While the single, Break My Stride, reached number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100. And was an international hit, charting in the UK, as well as reaching number 6 in Australia. However, follow-up single, The Kids American, didn't do as well outside of the US, as I say, number 93 over here. And only charted at number 33 on the Billboard Hot 100. Wilder released his second album a year later in 1984, Bouncing Off the Walls, but it failed to gain the success of the first album and was subsequently deemed a commercial failure with lead single Bouncing Off the Walls only making number 52 on the Billboard Hot 100. Despite the downturn in his solo career, Wilder... Continued his career in the music industry as a songwriter and recording producer. And he worked with artists such as No Doubt, Cristiana Agu- Aguilera. I can never say her name. Cristina Aguilera.
1: Yes, you got there.
0: Kelly Clarkson. Oh. And Miley Cyrus.
2: How's
1: he No, Now, I don't
0: know. I don't know if he wrote any of their hit songs, but there you go, he may well have, because he was a songwriter as well as a record producer. So um be interesting to know if he uh, got some singles um, that was he wrote in there, but uh, definitely he so was a producer.
1: Wilder wrote and produced songs for Miley, for Miley Cyrus's two films, and he's mentored and developed young artists. No. So that's with Milo Cyrus. So he helped yep. with
3: the film. There you go.
2: Mm,
0: Wilder also co wrote the songs for Disney's film
3: Mulan and lent his voice to the mm. character of Ling.
2: So he's in the Mulan? Yeah, Ling. So it's, it's
3: not a big. Um, um, and he was nominated for an academy award for
0: best original musical or comedy score for his work on the film in 2021 wilder released his third solo album especially on birthdays
2: oh.
1: so there you go oh, i really like him he just seems i don't know not bothered that he didn't get anywhere. With his music, really. So he's gone out and helped other people. Yeah. I like him. So I think if he have stuck with his little distinct voice, it would have made him go far.
0: Well, he did. He we went, went, and went into a Disney
3: movie. Yeah, Remember? but
1: yeah, but it's not the same. Like Ling isn't like a um, what's the word?
2: Main he character. Like,
1: yeah, like he's definitely. They're just like part of the army.
0: Uh huh.
1: Right, so it weren't, it weren't like an interest or anything. Oh, right. to, uh... So, Matthew Wilder,
0: 1984, Break My Stride. Mm-hmm. Got into the top 10. Got into the top 5.
2: Nice.
0: It came in at number 4.
1: Nice, okay, just what a song. I forgot about it. I loved hearing it. So, I've added it to a separate playlist so I can play it just on the normal i think
3: okay moving on to bobby mcferrin
1: yeah so i i went on one with him he's well interesting i found things out so you've got don't worry be happy which straight away was like oh is that that song yeah what's the song that i thought of right can't tell the genre I then Went off and listened to other songs. Well, he's not really got any other songs. <laughs> right? He does this body percussion thing, or which, so I listened to a song called Thinking About Your Baby and I was like, oh, I love the body percussions. Then I realized he doesn't sing. So it was just that. And then the next song that automatically played on YouTube was this song about um, pentat- pentatonic scales. Right. So I was like, oh, what's this? And he was was on stage and doing this presentation. He got the audience involved doing this pentatonic scale thing. And the pentatonic scale is also known as a five note scale, right? It's a musical scale containing five different tones. Like it's thought that the scale represents an early stage of musical development because it is found in different forms in most of the world's music. And I just think he's a fascinating guy. Like when he sat down after getting the audience, audience involved, so what he was doing, he was standing up and he stood in one spot and made a sound and then moved over to and like made it deeper and the other way was making it higher. And everywhere he moved, the audience did like they were propping, like they just understood what he wanted them to do without him even saying much, like at all. And then he st- started adding these sounds on the top. And he got this big applause and he sat down and one of the guys was like, do you want to work in neuroscience? And I was like, oh my God, it's all about the brain. Because he went, no matter where I go, no matter what, what, who I'm with, if I do that, the audience just understand and everyone gets involved. And I was like, you're a fascinating man. And I could have spent ages watching videos of him just explaining things. Right, so I think he's gone off from music and gone into like these presentations and teaching about music as yeah. such. Wow. Well, cool. Well, cool. Learn something from him. You know, I right. take that. He just seems like a cool guy.
0: Yeah, well, he's 73 if you want to hang out with him.
1: I'll go find him. I'll <laughs> hang out with him. I'll bet he could teach me well loads. I did nearly write, was he high until, because like watching him thinking about your baby, I was like, is he all right? And then when I watched this platonic scale, I was like, ah, okay, yeah, he's, he's doing something.
3: So Bobby
0: McFerrin is from New York City, US. He's been active in the music industry since 1970. Ooh. And it still says he's active in the music well, industry.
1: Well, I'm not surprised. I think the videos that I've watched weren't that long ago, you know.
0: So, yeah. Um, he's, he's known as a, as for his genre as being jazz
1: ah yes okay i can see that but i mean with one song to go off and then some body percussions who knows
0: so So, yeah so bobby mcferrin is a folk and jazz singer and is known for his voice techniques such as singing fluidity with quick and considerable jumps in pitch so there you go
1: Good, like watching him oh I, that's what i watched as well that reminded me i watched this impro, improv thing where he just sat on a stage and he just did different things with, with his voices with his voice he's fascinating to watch honestly mm. forget his music yeah.
0: so mcferrin's first recorded album the self-titled bobby mcferrin was not produced until 1982 Uh, when McFerrin was already 31 years old. The album charted at number 41 on the U.S. Jazz Billboard album chart. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: McFerrin released his second album, The Voice, in 1984, which reached number 24 on the U.S. Jazz Billboard album chart. McFerrin's third album, released in 1986, Spontaneous Inventions, Reached number six on the US Jazz Billboard album chart. And then in 1988, McFerrin recorded the single Don't Worry, Be Happy. A while to
1: do that, though, didn't
0: it? Yeah. Which became a hit, reaching number one on the US Billboard Hot 100 singles chart and bought him worldwide recognition reaching number 1 in both Canada and Australia, as well as charting highly in the UK. McFerrin's fourth album, also released in 1988, Simple Pleasures, also reached number 1 on the Contemporary Jazz Chart, as well as number 5 on the US Billboard Hot 200 Album Chart. The success of Don't Worry Be Happy ended McFerrin's musical life as he knew it, and he began to pursue other musical possibilities, both on stage and in recording studios. The song itself was used for George W. Bush's 1988 US presidential election, however it was without Bobby McFerrin's permission or endorsement, and McFerrin publicly protested and stated that he was going to vote against Bush. He also drops the song from his own performances.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, if you're going to get taken advantage of, don't give anyone the satisfaction of that song anymore.
0: McFerrin has released a further 10 studio albums, so 14 in total, with the last being released in 2013. However, he has not seen the success he had in 1988 where he won a grammy award for record of the year song of the year and best pop vocal performance for the single don't worry be happy so he got three grammys just from that one song
1: one song
0: in 2023 bobby mcferrin was awarded with a grammy lifetime achievement award taking his tally to four grammy awards
1: he deserves that one though i i really like him falling in love with us
3: so bobby mcferrin as we know it was a number one in the us a number one in canada and a number one in australia but where did it get to in the uk Forward. I can tell you it got inside the top 10.
1: Yeah, I'd be really shocked if it didn't.
0: I can tell you it got inside the top 5.
2: Yeah.
3: Don't worry. Be happy. Got to number two.
1: Right, who beat him then?
0: I'm funny enough, I was just thinking the same. And I'm just about to have a look.
1: It's such a good sing along, isn't it? I just and do you know what, right? The so I've never listened to the lyrics properly of the song. It's like he's having a conversation with you. No, he's just a lovely guy. I'd like to
3: um, be So
0: Number One that year, on the 22nd of October. 1988. Well, no, sorry, it was just, the chart was from the 16th of October until the 22nd of October, right? Okay. And um, it's not a bad song to have been beaten by or bad person. It was a female soloist called Whitney Houston. Oh,
1: okay, all uh, right, you hold you know. you, you your hands and yeah. up for me like
0: that. So, one moment in time was oh, and way. that's
1: a, that's a big one, isn't it? Right.
0: Yes. Yeah. But he did beat Erasure, who were number four, with a little respect.
1: Oh, so that's a good song as well.
3: Okay. So, Shaking Stevens, hit or miss?
1: Hit with me massively. Like I said, I didn't even get bored of his songs.
0: Or should I be did or didn't influence? Dad influence daughter? Yes or no?
3: Did or didn't?
1: I Definitely. I've, I've enjoyed listening to Shaking Stevens. And it's been nice because he's not, Eighties, but like he is, he yeah. brings a bit different, so yeah, massive with him
0: okay. um, Tom Petty you
1: did. um and I liked that going out and listening to his other songs, I found ones that I liked from there as well. so
0: yeah yeah, free Falling is a good is a good song, and um, I'm annoyed with myself. I didn't give you that to listen to anyway, but. I did. but I so it's yeah. um, John Waite. So this was
1: my didn't. They just didn't give as much to me. Um
3: yeah. Didn't grab me like the others. Matthew Wilder. Did. And like
1: Break My Stride, like I say, I've put it in my playlist. That's coming up again in my life. But even though the kids American and Bounce Off the Walls weren't that great, Matthew Wilder Break My Stride is a massive influence now. Like, I will go back to that
0: multiple times. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Bobby McFerrin.
1: Now, I want to say that you did, but I think I influenced myself with him. I think I've <laughs> gone out on my own and fallen in love with him off my own back. <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's great. Like, forget about his music as well. Although <laughs> I have brought up his Spotify, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's got so much music. Like, I might... Like, Go on a little Bobby McFerrin thing while I'm cleaning the house there. Like, honestly, (laughs) I love him. He's great. He just seems like a normal guy. He's very cool. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: Right. We shall move
3: on.
1: Yes. Who have we got next week?
3: Next week, you have got someone you might have heard of. Okay. Cliff Richard.
2: I'm okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've the second at...
0: biggest selling, or oh, the second most successful artist,
2: okay, right.
1: in the
0: UK as a male soloist, even in, even though no, he's been going since he'd been going since the nineteen fifties,
2: sixties. Walk. Through. Even
0: in the nineteen eighties, he had hits in as far right.
3: as top forty. Mate. Yeah. John Farnham. No. Don Henley. No. Penny Loggins. No. And Michael
0: Sembello. No.
1: This is okay. going to be the thing of the male solo issue. I'm going to be like, yes, I know that man. And then it's going to be no. But uh, this week surprised me because it's like I didn't know Tom Petty and I didn't know Matthew Wilder and I didn't know who's the other one? Who have I just listened?
3: John Waite, Robin McFerrin.
2: No.
1: Yeah. My man. My man. <laughs> Am I forget a little Bobby, but I knew like oh, I knew their songs, mm-hmm. so could be like that.
0: Well, you did know Tom Petty because we had the travelling. Well, yeah, world, but, so just
1: yeah. Just, about him. Uh, yeah, but the Heartbreakers came into my head, so yeah. forget that fully
0: So yes, so that is it for this week. That is okay. the first of the male soloists. So a promising star on the Mail Service. (laughs) Um, And as I say, just to recap, next week, Cliff Richard, John Farnham, Don Henley, Kenny Loggins, and Michael Sembello. Mm -hmm. So I shall get those songs to you,
3: and and we shall discuss them next week.
2: Yeah.
3: All right, then. Okay. Other than that, I will say goodbye. Uh, Bye, Dad.